What's up, guys? My name is Adnan Shafi, and welcome to yet another episode of Pariah Nation. This is going to be our penultimate episode of this season, and we're going to be tackling a very, very deep topic. We're going to be talking about African identity, who gets to call themselves African, what are the effects of this identity, and we're also going to be discussing topics such as blackness, like should we identify as black? Obviously, there's been a whole recent controversy over the past, like, a couple of months, especially with Black Lives Matter. Some people are like, for example, this is just an example. I am Somali and I'm not black. Uh, so we're just sort of going to like, you know, delve right into that with our guest. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure, thank you, Adnan. Um, <laughs> hi everybody, I'm Fikemi Ayipeku. I am a 20 year old young, young woman from Lagos, Nigeria, which is where I where I'm speaking to you from. Um, I currently go to school in the US, but like you all, I'm online this semester. Um, yeah, I'm so happy to be here, talk to you guys today, and let's see what questions we come up with, what conclusions we'll never get to, et cetera. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, thank you so much, Fikemi, uh, for coming on to the show today. Uh, I think before I want to start, I mean, I just want to tell people that are listening that yeah, this is this is a very depthy topic. Like identity has never really been an easy topic because it is so multifaceted and there are so many different parts of identity that for us to finish and like you know to comprehensively describe every component of African identity in a one-hour podcast of 45 minutes, it's not going to be possible. But we just need to sort of start digging and I hope we can bring up some questions that will be useful not just for me, for Kemi and everyone listening, but for the rest of Africa at large. And I think um, we'll get right into it. And just to sort of like, you know, start things off, um, what would you define as African identity? Or who do you think gets to be, uh, be called African, for example? Yeah, let's, let's just dive right in there. Um, <laughs> I, I because, of, because of, you know, of course, Adnan and I attended African Leadership Academy together and we've had to read a lot of texts that kind of break that down and try to answer that question. Um, but I would say I would say I agree um, to an extent with Professor Ali A. Mazrui. <laughs> and I <and> talk about <laughs> I talk about the geographic um, restrictions of who an African is. Um, and then I would also talk about, I would also, you know, use like the the restrictions of um, or, or should I say restrictions the the guidelines let's say the guidelines of um, where what what that person what that person looks like as in a prefix I guess to their identity so for example African American which that name is kind of weird because African Americans anyways that's that's something we'll get to towards the end but um. <laughs> But yeah, so, so for example, Ali A. Missouri talks about Africans of the soil and Africans of the blood and how Africans of the blood are essentially black, um, but Africans of the soil are essentially located on the African continent. So um, for, for, for simplicity purposes, I think those are the two that I'll start with. Um, those are the people that I, I can describe as, as African or of African origin. Yeah, thank you for Kemi. And I think uh, to an extent, I actually do agree with you. I think... I am very, very hesitant, and I think a lot of us should be, in terms of gatekeeping African identity, right? Um, so when it comes down to, for example, someone that's actually lived here for their entire life, and they've been born here, I think, like, first of all, what's the significance of being born in a certain area? It doesn't really change anything. It's like, what if someone, for example, is born on the African continent to non-African parents, and they leave the the continent it's like do, do we really call that person african i wouldn't necessarily think so i mean they can have the african citizenship but i'd say the moment that you're born on the continent you have a, capa a capacity to be able to ex accept and uh, exercise your african identity sort of card i'm going to call it that uh, because um i i like to see identity especially african identity in two sort of forms so there's obviously this hard identity, I'd call it hard identity. So basically what you see when you first see someone, for example, um, you can classify someone, oh, you look like a Somali, 
or you look like you're tall, for example, or you can tell someone's skin color, obviously the color of their skin, right? And uh, that's basically what people see upfront. And then soft identity comes down to things like language, it comes down to things like cultural practices and all this different stuff. So I think when you put all those together, it becomes a whole different discussion. And I think that kind of takes me to my next question, right? In terms of like the culture and all that, would you first of all consider um, people of the diaspora, so essentially descendants of slavery, Africans that have moved abroad, would you consider them African despite the like loss of, um, let's say, they don't really know who their ancestors are, for example, or maybe not even the culture they're from. Would you consider them African? Um, to put it bluntly, no. Um, I, I have a thing about, about um, shared struggles, um, in essence, that kind of also have to define a people. And, and even though African-Americans or Black Americans, as I prefer to say, honestly, um, because actually let me explain why I prefer to say black American so that I could use black American through, like while I'm speaking. Um, so I don't like the idea that African Americans have to have to attach an extra form of identity to their American identity. They are American. Um, and I don't like the fact that white Americans get to just call themselves American and black Americans have to call themselves African American. Like why do they, why can't they just be black? but American. They're Americans first and foremost. Um, and this is something that a lot of my Black American friends have expressed to me is, you know, why do I have to be an African American, but a white American gets to be American? Or an Asian American has to be Asian American, but, you know, so it's, it's I, feel, I feel like America, obviously, as we all know, have, has a lot of work to do concerning all of that, but I, I'd rather prefer to address um, my Black American friends as Black American, unless they tell me otherwise. Um, so yeah, so I have this thing about shared struggles, which I feel should define a people. And now I've forgotten your question. Please ask me your question again. Yeah, sure thing. I'm just sort of asking um, in terms of people of the diaspora, like would you consider them to be African? And even for example, um, let's say that person decides to move back and they technically look similar to you and um, you know they can probably let's say go back to Nigeria and end up, for example, learning things like pidgin, and they know all about the culture, all of this different stuff, and they'd be able to assimilate very easily. So, um, would that somewhat challenge the idea that they could possibly be African, um, or do you still stick with um, your line of reasoning and, um, in fact, classify them as non-African? Thanks. That helps a lot. Um, I'm taking a few notes because my, my, my mind is, is running a mile a minute. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I'd like to start with the no, like I started with earlier. Um, I wouldn't consider that person to be African because of that concept of, of shared struggles that I've, I've been exploring um, as of recent, recent being like a year prior to now, until now. <laughs> um, so, so I feel like I feel like a part of what brings people together is the fact that they've they've shared certain struggles and they battle certain things. I don't think that the things that a Black American would face, or or even if they look like me or they come to the continent, the things that they would face are very different from the things that I would face. Um, and so, for that reason, I don't feel like I don't feel like. The, the African identity is something that, that, that they are just because they come here, they look like me, they're interested in, in, in exploring about you know, the culture and, and, and whatnot. Um, however, where, where I have you know, a question, which I guess everybody can think on is, is can you become a certain identity? You know, if I, for example, I'm, I'm 20 years old for those listening, I'm 20. And so I'm pretty formed. I would, I would never go anywhere and question my identity as a Nigerian woman, right? And so if I go to the US and live the rest of my life in the US, do I then become, you know, a black American? You know, because I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily know if my accent would change, but my accent could change or I could code switch and I could look like everybody else. The police is never gonna ask where I'm from. They see black first and foremost. Do I become an, 
African American or Black American, I, I say African American in my context because <laughs> I'm African first, you know. Um, but yeah, do, can, I, can I transition from one identity to another? Do I merge the two identities? Do, does an American or Black American coming from the US get to come here and call themselves, um, then call themselves African American or American African or whatever the case may be? Um, so, so first, no, I don't, I don't think that no was the answer to the question. I can't remember. I can't rephrase the question, but I remember the answer was no. But then my question comes in, in, in like the transition part. Can you transition and become African? Can you, the same way that people do, I guess, become American, you know? So it's, 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 a, it's a question I guess we could both ponder on. Yeah, no, I think you, know, you bring up valid points and... I hope there's no, I think you guys can hear a helicopter in the background, just ignore it. But <laughs> I think what, what I'll probably start with is, obviously you make a very good point about um, identity and if you can be able to transition. I think there's, there's one way to be able to reconcile that. I personally would consider um, uh, Africans of the diaspora or people descendants of slavery. I would say that I would consider them African but a key part of being African is also being connected to a certain culture. And the thing is, at the same time, I don't really want to gatekeep because, I mean, we can't even just say that there's one generic African experience. But one thing that sort of unites people, whether you're rich, whether you are from obviously a lower income background, um, whether you live in a rural area or a city area, despite the differences in culture, you might have, for example, the same language, you might have the same clothing, you might actually have the same types of food and you might obviously have uh, similar opinions or even religious beliefs, etc. Right. So I think for me, what I would say is your hard identity comes in terms of where you're born. So let's say, for example, like that appears in your passport, I am born as a Kenyan, right? And um, I'll, I might actually look, for example, white, black, or I might be light-skinned, black, dark-skinned, whatever. I, I might even look like sort of Arabized in a sort of way, right? But at the same time, let's say I haven't lived on the continent. It doesn't take away from your Africanity per se, but I'd say that for an African identity to be fully like, you know, put together, you need to reconnect it with that soft identity. So you need to sort of link it back with um, a sort of way of life of the continent. And this is why, for example, if, if, uh, if someone actually came from abroad, right, let's say they're South American or let's say they're a white American and they lived in Africa for seven years or something, even if you're part of the culture, you have the soft identity, but you don't have the hard identity to make you an African, right? Uh, because you, you don't really have any solid connections um, to the land itself. And that's what I think is uh, sort of my position. So African Americans, I'll, I'll just call them black Americans or African Americans, right? Whichever one, right? I'd say that they are African. <laughs> I'd say that they're African on the condition that they make that cultural connection. That's like both key parts of the whole um, identity coin. And I think when it comes also um, to the fact that it wasn't really their fault, I guess the fact that they were kind of like taken over and it was a result of tribal conflict and then people got imprisoned and then they were sold. Um, and then basically they started a whole life. And I think a lot of people actually desire to reconnect with their roots. Um, and a lot of people are told to go back to Africa. So, you know, like, I mean, it really makes you wonder. It shows you that there's some inherent connection with these people and a certain piece of land. So, I mean, that actually brings me over to um, the next sort of like area that we'll discuss. Or do you want to add something? Wait, yeah, I, I wanted to add, um, I don't know. I, I, I find it very interesting. I find it very interesting that you mentioned like the... Um, people that are interested in, I guess, like the continent and the culture and like, quote unquote, finding their roots. Um, that is, I don't know, that sounds yeah. very interesting for me to say now, but, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, finding their roots, quote unquote, um, because I think, I think being in the U.S. gives me a, a deeper, a deeper respect for, for Black Americans and how they've managed to pave their way in the U.S., um, it's not easy <laughs> at all. And I, mm -hmm. I don't even say that from experience, you know? So it's, it's really not easy, but, but it's interesting to me because 
I don't know. I, I feel like, I feel like, and of course I'm not speaking for anyone and, and I completely agree with you when you talk about, you know, not wanting to gatekeep, you know, of course, nobody should take what I'm saying as like the rule or the law. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, all, all black Americans are not African or, you know, if you identify as African, who am I to tell you not to? Um, and I also like the, the difference you made between like the hard identity and the soft identity and, you know, how they could both merge with, with that. I even have a question, you know, what if you have one, but not the other, you know, is there a rank then, which is more important, blah, 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 blah. Um, I guess mm. the listeners could, 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 you know, write these questions down and think on it before they sleep. Um, yeah. But yeah. So so yeah, so what I was what I was saying was, you know, the with that res- newfound respect, not newfound, but like deepened respect that I I have for Black Americans, I feel like, I feel like, almost not not assuming. I'm not saying that you're assuming, but like almost, almost expecting them to want to even find those roots. I I feel like that's even a stretch, you know, mm. because. Because if my, my, myself, my parents, my grandparents, my great grandparents, you know, all the people that I could trace my, my lineage back to were essentially American. Why do I need to feel this need to connect to another continent that I, I barely know anything about? Even if I do know a lot about it, even if I'm, I'm an Africana studies major and an Africana studies minor or whatever, you know? Why do I have to feel that need? Why can't I feel whole as an American, as a Black American? You know, why do I have to, to, to reconnect, quote unquote, reconnect, even though the first connection was not necessarily there? You know, I completely agree with, with the inhumane and violent way that they ended up on, on U.S. soil quote-unquote U.S. soil because, you know, yeah. um, so, so much politics around the U.S. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, why, 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 why that? Um, I, I honestly forget what I say as soon as I say it, but, you know, the viewers would remember my question because they just listened yeah. to it. Um, no, I'm going to answer your question, <laughs> actually. But yeah, I think um, when it comes to, when it comes down to, um, I mean, you make a good point. Someone could totally reject they're African, sort of like, let's say they want to just sort of be a black American and they're like, you know what, I, I want to be an American. That's the part of my lineage that I value most or like my, my social conditioning that I value most. And I don't want anything to do with my ancestors and I don't care about the African continent. I and mean, that's totally, I mean, it's okay, maybe not, maybe not, not care. Like it's, it, I don't feel like a part of me is missing because I don't know my quote unquote roots. You know, all the family that I know is here. We are all American. Africa is just, you know, I know that people that my ancestors were from the African continent. And, you know, it is somewhere that, yeah, sure, it's, I'd love to visit Nigeria someday or Kenya someday. But it's, I don't necessarily feel it as a part of my identity. Like if someone just woke up and told me, hey, you know, actually your great, great grandparents were, I don't know, from Brazil or something. <laughs> you know, I, I'd be like, oh, wow, that's, that's crazy. And oh, yeah, Nigerians actually, yeah, chased Brazilians out of here. But, you know, somehow you got, you, you're stuck here. I'd be like, wow, I would still feel holy. I mean, this is not the same context at all. <laughs> but, but I would still feel holy Nigerian. And I would feel, I would feel like, I would feel disrespected. And I would be disrespected if someone assumed that I was less of me because I didn't, I wasn't as connected to wherever my answer, that was part of their identity. And, and sure, the, the, the phenotype, I guess, has passed on and I am black because my ancestors were black, but I don't know that it's, it's, it's something that's like, it's part of my soft identity. Let's use, let's use your words. I think, I think perhaps my answer would probably be this. I think obviously hard identity is sort of the, the one thing that, it's, is that one part of your identity where you don't really need to like act on it, but people can sort of derive it from either your features, um, they can uh, derive that from let's say your passport or literally your place of birth and where you currently are, right? That's your hard identity, right? And when it comes to soft identity, that, that's more linked to like, you know, you practicing the culture, speaking the language. 
I think this is this is what we mean by in quotes going back to our roots is you going back to your roots essentially means that you're practicing self-identity and you're basically emerging or immersing yourself in that culture. And I think when you speak about people who are perhaps like apathetic towards um, the sort of ancestors and relationship um, with the African continent, I would still identify them as African because they do have the hard identity. They just choose, for example, not to really act on it. And I think that obviously has different cultural reactions. And I think that it's obviously aroused uh, in, in like a lot of um, African communities. It's sort of brought out some, let's say, some sort of um, holier than thou in terms of like African identity. Like I'm more African than you because you know what? Like you don't even want to learn your culture. You don't even want to learn your, the language of your ancestors, etc. I think those are the sort of implications that it has. But I mean, I would say I'd, I'd always encourage people to perhaps know their roots because even the current systems of oppression that still exist are heavily interlinked and based on the idea that first of all, you came from the African continent and you possessed a certain percentage of melanin, right? And uh, that forced them to make, uh, to have certain presuppositions about your character and your inherent worth as a human being. And the fact that those things still carry on till today just shows that there's a clear link. And I'm starting to see that a lot of people, and I'm by no means forcing anyone or looking down upon anyone um, that doesn't want to learn, let's say, about the ancestral roots and all that stuff. But I think it's important to consider that now that that sort of identity, um, as we start to unify as, for example, Black Lives Matter, which we'll get into um, right after I finish speaking, um, this sort of unity, I think, has actually brought up these questions of like, you know, I want to be able to learn my roots. So I think you can only, um, the only way that you can actually validly claim an identity is, first of all, if you had the hard identity, and yeah, you can have the hard identity, that's the, the bare minimum. But obviously, if you have the soft identity, you'll be more immersed in the identity, but it doesn't invalidate your identity totally if you choose not to exercise it, for example. So yeah, I think that's going to move us into the next section, which is going to get um, maybe some of the viewers angry, <laughs> but we'll have to see uh, how people react to this. And by all means, remember, this is just two people, guys. Uh, this continent has one billion people, and we by, by no means are trying to uh, sort of monopolize the discourse on African identity. We're simply just trying to like lay out and you know give people questions to be able to answer. And I think um, the biggest question, especially this year, uh, has been you know what exactly is being black, and should Africans themselves identify as black? Mm, period. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I just I just kind of wanted to first of all reiterate that yeah, Adnan and I are really not monopolizing this conversation. However, if you do want to speak about my point of view, can I see my Instagram on here? Yeah, of course. Okay. Go ahead, you. <laughs> um, it's <laughs> it's at f i k e m i a i y e. So Fikemi Aye, that's that's my Instagram. If you wanted to talk more about this, but please say where you're coming from because people do be sliding into those DMs. <laughs> We're trying to, we're trying to, <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so I've been writing down your questions now so that I don't forget along the way, but um, yeah, you know, first, first, this was not, you know, like a lot of other questions, this was not something that I thought could be a question, you know, but, but, but when I think back, you know, I, at a point in my childhood when I was maybe like five or six or seven, and we went to the UK for the, for the first time. I think I was seven. When we went to the UK to, for the first time, I, I genuinely thought that every black person was Nigerian. Like it was like signs still delivered in my mind. I would see a black person and be like, oh my gosh, the Nigerians here. Cause I was a child and I didn't know anything else. And so, and so, you know, it came, it came from not at all black people are Nigerians and not all black people are the same. And, you know, it, kind of progress from there and and blackness is never something that I thought could be questioned because for some reason up until of course recently when I say recently I mean a few years back um for some reason you could always look at someone and be like oh yeah that black person but now it's become a lot harder to, to say that you're like oh yeah that person some I've, I've heard people people say oh that person of mixed origin I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what does that even mean? Yeah. You know, it becomes 
of, of, of questionable identity. <laughs> yeah, on the immigration papers as well. Just, really sketchy was not a good word, but I think people kind of get what I'm trying to say. Ambiguous, I think that was what I was trying yeah. to go for. Um, you know, so, so that firstly is not a question that I even thought could be asked. And I honestly, as we're speaking, I, I will formulate my answer as I'm speaking <laughs> because, you know, it's a part, a big part of me, honestly, is is angry by the fact, but I don't, I don't know that there's any other truth that um, blackness is not even, is not even, uh, uh, it's not even determined by by those who are black. If that makes sense, it's not mm. something that that the black people be like, yes, we are. These are our people. <laughs> and if you're not like this, come. I feel like blackness is something that's determined by who is white, or, or you know, I'm stopping there. Who is white? <laughs> yeah. You know, and and it's it's become a thing of yeah. You know, I I wasn't black because I I was black when I lived in Nigeria before I left the before I left Nigeria. I didn't realize I was black. It was not a part of. It was a part of my identity, but it was not the most important part in any way. You know, first came whatever my name was. I mean, my name was... <laughs> so, but, but, yeah, I'm trying to just emphasize that that Blackness is not something that really occurs to the person that is Black, except it's being questioned or being threatened. And, and it's so irritating that I can't even give an answer because I don't look for that in people. <laughs> you know, I can't, yeah. I, I'm not looking for like, Oh yeah, this person. Mm, yeah, I think I would call this person black. But but then again, and I don't want to sound political, but these are honestly my my genuine views. Yeah, um, go ahead. Is, is is I think the the gift of of identity fluidity that we have, um, we're able to claim onto in this generation, especially. It's it's such a huge gift because now more than ever, people, I guess. The, the, I don't know what other word to use for it. And I'm sure there is one. So I'm sorry if I offend anybody of mixed race or mixed origin, but like people are quote unquote mixing more than ever, you know? And so it becomes harder and harder to, to be like, oh yeah, like those clear cut lines are not easy to use to separate people or identify people anymore. And to oppressors, it's a curse, <laughs> but in essence it's in essence it's it's a gift because because you don't you now more than ever get to explain not necessarily explain but like you i get to identify yourself and and you might see someone who you who according to everything you've seen is oh yeah this person looks like they're mexican whatever that might mean to you <laughs> um mm. and and you you end up finding out oh actually no they're 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 puerto rican mixed with brazilian and uh, some mm. some spices of uh, motswana or something like that you know yeah. you know so so now more than ever that is the case and it and of course it becomes harder which i think is great it becomes harder to define who what what is blackness who who is black you know mm. in, in 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 one way it's it's like i said it's great because you get to now say you know let's not even talk about my race cuz that's not the most important thing about me even though it is something that i am proud of um but let's talk about the things that really make me me the color of my skin is not something that i chose you know mm. but but then there's the other side of it that's that's used to oppress people and it's used um what is what the 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 oh gosh i think it was like the one drop rule in the u.s where yeah. it's like a drop of, a drop of of african blood or something like that means you i was like yo, see, black, these yeah say u.s history these people need to tackle their history because <laughs> so many problems i mean i'm not denying the problems of nigerian history and the world's history but let's not even talk about europe um but, but um yeah. yeah so so it's it's bad on 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 that and because it's used to oppress people and and people use it to to divide themselves in like hey hey i mean i may be i may be uh, a darker skinned tunisian but i'm not black you know i'm not like you mm. like we're not the same 
I'm lighter than you, so I get more privileges than you. So I get like it's 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 in, it's in a way dividing people of color, you know that that mm. that don't <laughs> need to be divided. You you see what I mean? So even though I've really really you know driven around your question <laughs> without without okay. answering it, I think I think I think that's that's honestly the point. Is 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 the answer to what is blackness is what is black <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is the answer yeah. the question is the answer and and now more than ever and it's gonna get even more difficult to explain um but mm-hmm. blackness is 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 what is that is yeah, what it, is. <laughs> yeah. it is what it is what it I is <laughs> <laughs> i think you you bring up so many good points and i think for me the one thing that Loki gives me anxiety when I think like this because it's such a huge, huge, huge topic is obviously you're dealing with a system and essentially um, Black people never really had a say in determining what should be the main part of my identity. And I, I think we should look to pre-colonial Africa to decipher um, what Blackness meant back then. And the answer is it meant absolutely nothing. Because obviously, people used to live with their tribes. And we know that, for example, the Fulani people would actually go on certain raids and all this different stuff into different tribes. And they would go to war with different tribes. And um, this is also me debunking the myth that, in quotes, Black people sold their own people to slavery. Because Black people didn't really have a unified identity based on skin color back then. And it wasn't really meaningful. Right. So when you actually go back in time, what you see is that, you know, for example, someone from the Fulani tribe would uh, fight someone from the Yoruba tribe and there's a war, they kidnap people, and then eventually they sell them into slavery to, to essentially a white person. Right. And to them, it was like, it was not like, oh my God, this is my black brother. And, you know, I have, I'm indebted <laughs> to them and I have to take care of them. No, it was like, yo, you're not, you're not from my tribe. So, yeah. you know, run up prisoners the money. Of you know. war, <laughs> yeah, prisoners of war, essentially. You know. So um, I think for me, like now we, we see that, um, unfortunately, skin color-based identity has become increasingly central in a post-colonial world. And I think these are the fruits of colonialism. You cannot see the world without a racial lens because everything that is a result of today, including the states of Africa, all of them are a result of some racial superiority complex that was imported from Europe. And yeah, get, get, uh, just I'm trying to like make my point a bit nuanced over here. But even when it comes down to skin color identity, yes, we know, for example, some travelers I and mean, people did say, for example, black, and there's allusions to some sort of skin color being called black, even though you're not actually black, you're brown, for example. Like um, Ethiopia uh, comes from the Greek word Ethiopia. I don't even know if I, if I pronounce that right, but um, it's basically like, you know, the land of the burnt skin. And obviously when you think of being burnt, you think of either dark brown or you think of black, right? And uh, even scholars or like travelers, like Ibn Battuta in the translations, literally says these are black people or some travelers like Vasco da Gama, um, you know, coming all the way to Mombasa, describe the people as like, you know, dark skin or black, right? And I think for me, it's like, you know, people knew about skin color before, and they found it peculiar, but it was not really weaponized until slavery and colonialism. But here's the catch now. Um, there are dark-skinned people that are in a gray area. For example, there are dark-skinned people in India. Uh, should we call them black? And that's another question that, I mean, has sort of been debated by people. Uh, the aboriginals, right, um, in Australia, would they also count as black? And I think for me, I mean, the first answer, would be, it's like a very weird question, especially for the Indian ones. Like, you'd probably be like, no, of course not. Why would they be black? And that's when it actually starts to come to a crossroads and you realize that blackness is intertwined, or at least it's been increasingly intertwined with Africanity by the advent of colonialism and slavery, period. And it's no, it's no coincidence that that's happened. That's why a lot of people define black subconsciously as being dark-skinned and having roots in the African continent. 
So, I mean, unfortunately, this is like something that's sort of like an invention of, in quotes, the white man. And it's um, uh, this sort of dynamic, not the identity itself based on skin color, right? But I think it's increasingly important to actually note that. And actually, speaking of which, and um, I'd like you to perhaps comment on this as well, is that we have some people who want to start rejecting Black identity in favor of the pre-colonial identities. And I think it's something very interesting that I've seen happening in the Somali community and um, in some of the Ethiopian communities and even some of the Sudanese where someone will say, for example, I'm Somali and I'm not Black. And some people will say, for example, I'm Ethiopian, but I'm not Black. Or I am not, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Sudanese, I'm not Black. Or I'm not Black, I'm Arab, for example. Like all these different stuff. What's your opinion on that? And how does it make you feel, first of all? And like from there, you can sort of go into like a logical segue. But I want to know how, how that makes you feel, first of all. Yeah, that, you know, I think, I think it, it definitely makes me feel othered, you know, and, and not, not just on like the more, I guess, opportunistic, opportunistic, I don't know what part of that word deserves the stress, but um, it, it makes me feel othered, not in, in that sense, but in, the, in, in kind of like a sense that, that everybody's running away from the identity that I'm so proud of, you know? It, it's, it's extremely... I don't even I don't even feel like guilty or, or saddened. Like I feel just plain angry, honestly. Like how how dare you honestly um try to not not try to define your identity for yourself, but how dare you imply that another identity is not worth having? Like that is that for me is just that is just rude, man. <laughs> like I don't yeah. know what else to say. But it is rude and and it's really just not it's really just not it's not it's rude. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> that it, it makes me feel very angry and it makes me feel very othered. Um and 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 I would feel more othered if if um I think one of the, the you said there are some people that would say like I'm Somali and not black. Like I would feel more othered than from that person than obviously a white person tell me oh yeah i'm 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 british and i'm not black like i can see that you're not black thank you and goodbye <laughs> um, <laughs> but like you know that would make me feel like oh so so what are you and is what you're aspiring or, or trying to identify yourself as like more important sorry not more important more um more i guess <clears throat> aspire worthy what is the word for that so that's I superior a word. i guess yeah most likely. yeah superior <laughs> yeah. like do you think that it's more superior what is the specific reason that that you're so in insistent on being like you know i'm not black i'm not like them like okay so what are you then <laughs> don't tell me what you're not tell me what you are <laughs> but yeah um that's that's yeah. in a sense the way it makes me feel um when you when you talk about all of those differences well I was like snapping while my mic was muted at some point and like like mm, mm, while my mic was muted because I I honestly honestly do have the the same questions that you have I mean I haven't pondered on it I mean I'm not the I'm not the creator and host of a, of a podcast yeah. anything, but, but but um but yeah so so it makes me think back to you know when we talked about how um, the, the the segregation, I guess, is not even something that the black people chose for themselves, and and that that sense of othering, that that was supposed to make it easy for white people to be like, okay, this is us and this is not us. If we were all the same skin color, we would have all had to find a different way to be like, okay, this is for example, you know, you talked about prisoners of war. There there was a way for different people to be like, okay, this person is not of my tribe. And this, you know, tribalism is another like rabbit hole. But, <laughs> but like this person is not of my tribe. For example, there were like tribal marks for the Yoruba people, which is, I I am a Yoruba woman, so that that's that's honestly the main one that I can give you. Other than that, I'm not really sure. Mm -hmm. But but yeah. you know, there were there were had to be other ways. But the the what the white people saw immediately was like the skin color, and so they immediately went to the skin color. 
you know, but like now that we're here, it makes me think when you talk about, you know, I guess the quote unquote classification of like Indians, like where do you classify dark skinned Indians or like Aboriginal Australians, etc. Like, where do you classify them? Like, it makes me almost feel like a white person <laughs> trying to like, aha, where do you guys fit now? You know what mm. I'm trying to say? And, and I mean, I cannot speak for India to any capacity, but, but like from what I've experienced or what I've seen, like um, a lot of in, my Indian friends um, call themselves brown mm. as opposed to black. And so it makes me think like, oh, the, the way that we have like light-skinned black or dark-skinned black, would that be like light-skinned brown or dark-skinned mm. brown or something like that? I don't know, to, to, to kind of only for the sake of the world show that you know there is a difference between us but still maintain that sameness and that oneness that obviously dark-skinned Indians would feel because they are Indian regardless depending on mm. what they identify as I don't want to I don't want to you yeah, know say anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. anything on them you know so it makes me think but then when you come to like Aboriginal Australians there I'm completely lost like I have, I, I don't know the history very well. I only know like the, the, the term literally, you know, for the, for the identity, Aboriginal Australians. That's all I know. And um, that's honestly mm. the full extent of what I know about, about yeah. that history. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So I think, um, I, you, yeah, you talked about um, the Somali identity and thing. And I, I, I don't know, I think for me, um, I've always seen black as a classification of skin color. So um, for someone to come and say, I am Somali and I'm not black, it's like, first of all, the first thing that pops into my mind, and obviously no offense to, um, to anyone that classifies this way, like I understand obviously there's a colonial history and like, you know, skin color has been put to the forefront. And it's like, you know, not actually, for example, black were like brown. And I'm like, I mean, but these are just nuances, like certain things, for example, that are describing other things don't necessarily have to be accurate, but they, con they communicate a concept. That's the whole point, right? Just like white people are not actually white, but it's like, oh no, I, like someone would want to reject, oh, I'm a white person because it's inaccurate. It's like, it's communicating a concept that you generally have pale skin, right? But for example, it might have been easier to say. So it's not necessarily derogatory to say, oh, you know, um, because it's inaccurate. Yeah, let me get this very straight, right? If we're to classify being black, right, solely based on skin color, then obviously the darker-skinned Indians would count as black and the Aboriginals um, would also count as black, right? But now that we've, we have that you know, connection with the African continent, for example, um, you now officially have some element of like, you know, skin color, but also element, like, uh, sorry, geographical location to narrow down that sort of skin colors, like location sort of thing. Right? And I think every single time I hear someone say, I'm Somali, I'm not, I'm Somali and I'm not black. It's like, I'm asking them, it's like, what, what why, for me, in my opinion, sometimes it sounds like it's coming from a place of like self-hatred or like some people do it genuinely because they're like, and like, I don't mean to like throw any like shade at anyone, but this is genuinely how I feel. Because I've heard some this like anti-black sentiment, uh, or like you know this let's say colorist sentiment in some of these communities. And by all means, I'm not saying all Somalis are colorists, right? But I'm just saying there are some colorist sentiments in every single community. And what is this is sort of like when you put it in that context, it sounds like you're rejecting your skin color based off of a colorist, like you know presupposition. And it makes me question a lot of things, like what are your motives? Are you looking for privilege? Are you looking for superiority? And it moves on to other problematic areas because there's, some, there's one person I had an argument with on TikTok and they brought up the idea of black identity and they said that they rejected mainly because it's a colonial invention. And like, I think those people that do it for that reason, I wouldn't really blame you, but I would like sort of challenge you to actually think, what are the ramifications of you rejecting black identity. And let's actually look at that. We have an entire movement called Black Lives Matter for what reason, right? We're fighting racial injustice. 
So for you to just say, even if, and I, this is what I say, it's like you not you saying you're not black. If all black people or classified black black people, they decided to say I am not black, right? Nothing would change about the racial injustice because at the end of the day, if the white man sees you as black, he will treat you as black, right? And if you, it, you have no say in that, which is unfortunate, but I'll say out of necessity, we have been forced to take this identity up and why not be proud of it? One, <clears throat> because we're fighting against a struggle. And two, <clears throat> let us realize that it's more connected with sort of skin color. It may not be fully accurate, but if black means that you are dark skinned and you come from the African continent, what is the issue, right? So I'd say that at yes. times like this, we have to be pragmatic. Although like idealism seems like a plan, you know, it, you, let's reject all of these colonial you know, things, but let's also you be realistic. idealism sounds like a plan. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, you have to balance sometimes. I mean, really, you do have to balance because, I mean, yes, it, it would be nice to reject all of these colonial concepts, but what are the pragmatic ramifications of that? Like, for you, for example, even if you say, for example, I'm not black, I'm Somali, do you think the officer is honestly going to like, do you think the bullet is going to curve like when it's been shot at you, like by the police officer? Now, that's my question. It's like, if you're raising your kids to believe, for example, that they are not black, even though the world sees them that way, are you not setting them up for a false perception of the modern Oop. world today? Oop. These are the questions you I'm asking. I mean, I, we, have to, we have to go there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm so glad. I'm so glad you're going there because like, as you were saying, I was like, yeah, adding that suffix or I guess suffix, um, you know, I'm blah, 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 but I'm not black. It's, it's, it's no longer about the physical because I could see the physical and, mm -hmm. and clearly you could see the physical if you have to intentionally add that you are not black. You know, <laughs> if, if I said, if I said, oh, I'm, I'm, um, okay, now I can't. Okay, if I flipped it and I said, oh, I'm black, but I'm not Somali. That I can't mm -hmm. see. You know, I'm black, but I'm not Somali. I'm actually Nigerian. Oh, oh, that's really cool. But hey, I'm Nigerian, but I'm not black. Excuse you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like cognitive dissonance for the eyes. It's like, bro, yeah. we can all, clearly you see it. So what are you talking about? You know? And oh my gosh, I completely agree with what, like everything everybody heard from this point, like before when Adnan started talking, like that was, that I completely agree with everything that you said, you know, like that, excuse me, that like, we need to just, you know, this is where we are. This is unfortunately where we are, where we have to rely on the most physical parts of ourselves to identify ourselves so it's easier for the world um, to classify everybody, you know, or like we just kind of have to deal with it and kind of have to be proud of it. Like, why, why are you so intent on, on insisting that you're, no, you're not a part of a group that has nothing wrong with them except the, the situation that they have been put in? You know, why are you so insistent on, on straying from that, from, from that identity? And why don't you, you know, fight for anti-racism and fight for, for, so, for equality, period. That's it, for equality, you know? And, and like, if there are any white people listening, hey, see, don't feel guilty. I'm tired of guilty white people. Please feel anti-racist. Mm. If you want to feel anything, feel <laughs> anti-racist. And feel feel ready to 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 fight injustices where you are. Like I don't honestly have time for guilt anymore. If you're guilty, write that in your diary. Um, but like you know, it's 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 up to it's up to us to kind of to to pave that way. Unfortunately, this is the burden that we bear. We we don't we don't have a choice um, at this point in time, and we just must be like I'll use the word you use, pragmatic about it. Like. Let us just navigate this world. Unfortunately, we have to prove our identity and prove that we are not whatever, whoever's conception of quote unquote black people are, that, that clearly there are some people that they feel like they have to make that distinction that they are not like those people. You know, whoever, whoever we have to prove ourselves to those people that, you know, we are not, we are not who history says we are. 
that is not that is not the case you know history has painted it to be that there is a difference when there is not besides mm-hmm. obviously the melanin in our skin and blah 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 but th- these are things that everybody knows we don't have to explain that <laughs> you know you know mm-hmm. so so that that is honestly to me the the solution and and the questions of identity really you know defining yourself whether it's to a geographic location or or like an an ancestral history or whatever that really doesn't matter as much as your dignity as a human being and and honestly if everybody was treated fairly i feel like what quote unquote what you are or what you identify as will not would not have been as important because everybody would be treated fairly in the first place. So it's not, you're not trying to escape some form of oppression by identifying as something that would make you maybe, may, maybe less oppressed or less worthy of oppression. That is such a disgusting phrase. I'm sorry for using that, but like that's kind that's of worthy. what conveys what I'm trying to say, you know? You know, so I, I wholeheartedly mm-hmm. agree with you. Yeah, no, I think, um, I don't know, for me, it's just... I, I see where people are coming from, but it, I think there's a reason why a lot of Black people react the way they do to such statements. And like, I actually termed it something that I'd like to call Black escapism. It's like where you're trying to escape any association. Okay, with... poetic justice. <laughs> yeah, there's like uh, some black, black escapism essentially where um, a group of people will try and escape a form of Black identity um, or, you know, something associated with blackness to sort of like, you know, either reach for privilege or um, sort of establish themselves as a superior group. For example, like, um, I know that, for example, there are some North African countries that I don't know how this even happened, right? But somehow when they're doing the classification, right, and like literally they're within Africa, they even share borders with African countries like in West African countries, for example. And then the, on certain maps, they're put as Europe. And I'm just wondering Sorry. where that comes from. <laughs> and I've seen it on certain like, legal... Yeah, no, I saw it on one of, the, one of my... I was doing research for like a legal um, thing and I was looking for a case. And I saw that the whole of North Africa was a part of Europe. And, I'm, and I was shook. I was like, where is this coming from, right? Like, I would maybe even understand, wow. for example, like if, if they termed it as Middle East, which is what they do sometimes, right? For example, a country like Egypt, like it's kind of basically on the border. So, I mean, I don't really, like, I don't really mind because it's kind of like there. But even Egypt has its own African sort of connection, right? And the same thing with like countries like Morocco and all this different stuff. And I've seen people just blatantly just say, yeah, you know, I'm not African at all. And like, despite we share the, like, you know, the same continent or um, we live on the same continent, essentially. So all of these different things, right? And I think, um, going back to the whole like, you know, point of like coming to unite and all this stuff. I understand we've inherited this identity, but also let me give another example, right? National identity is also another thing that we've inherited, right? Um, these borders are not ours. Now, my, my question to those people Period. who reject, yeah, they, they literally reject um, skin color identity of being called black on the basis that it was imported by, as a colonial doctrine. Why do you not, for example, reject your national identity? That's my question to those people, right? Because is it not also um, another form of colonial oppression? And we till today, we still have issues with borders, right? But is it really realistic to say, we're going to reject borders and then we're going to redo it? What are we going to go into? Like, you know, we're going to go back into our tribes. And like, this is like, uh, these are difficult questions to consider, but I'm just saying guys, like, a lot of this stuff, we have to just sort of deal with what we already know. And that's why, for example, if, if you, for example, have a, um, like, you know, all these movements like Black Lives Matter, they've been formed for a reason, right? So if, for example, someone says like, you know, oh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm Somali, but I'm not black, then start a Somali Lives Matter movement because, you know, you've also been oppressed, <laughs> for example. It's true though, if you're going to reject the black identity, that means you're going to reject being a part of or being subject to black issues. Right? Or in fact, what's even worse, you'd be apathetic towards black issues. But here's my challenge, right? Even if a Somali Lives Matter movement started, right, for example, you'd eventually have to merge with the Black Lives Matter movement. Why? Because at the end of the day, the world sees you as black. 
And like, unfortunately, yeah, it's like just because you get an identity from someone else or someone perceives you as a certain way, it doesn't mean that that identity is invalid, right? Identity is largely determined by, first of all, the people who are also around us, for example. So I think like, obviously, I don't mean to like, you know, offend anyone or like come at anyone, but I'm just asking you guys questions because for me, like I'm just more of on a pragmatic sort of way. I'm totally from a functionalist, like, you know, sort of position. It's like, we must sort of ad adopt a black identity to be able to fight racial injustice because unfortunately the effects of slavery and colonialism have set up the world in such a way whereby if you rejected black identity, it would have no effect on the larger system of racial injustice. And there are already all these dynamics to that. So yeah, go ahead, Pekemi. Oh no, I was honestly just going to add, well, first of all, black escapism, he said, <laughs> he said, I'm gonna make up my own words and be using them from now on. <laughs> oh my no. gosh. Go ahead. But yeah, um, that, I love that. I kind of I kind of wrote down, I wrote down dancing on the quote unquote line of blackness in the direction of whiteness <laughs> as yeah. the definition. That's, but of course, that's, yeah. I don't get to define it. You created it. <laughs> Any help is, yeah. is well, well, well. Well, go ahead, go ahead. Anytime. Yeah, I was, when you talked about, like, why don't people reject national identity, you know, since that was also kind of imposed on you. Um, and, and, and I think what the first thing that came to my mind was, like, because it's not a dead end, like, your national identity is not a dead end, but Blackness in this world is kind of a dead end. You're Black, you're Black, that's it, period. You know, you get to, mm -hmm. you have to carry that around. You don't have to tell people that before they see that. Um, so it's a dead end eventually the only way the only way from being black is up <laughs> yeah. you know, the only way from here is is fighting for justice and fighting for equality with your national identity i don't have to tell you i could lie and you believe me like i said i could say that i'm black but i'm not nigerian and you know if mm. i fake an accent you will believe me <laughs> you know yeah. and and i mean depending on how well i fake the accent but, <laughs> but you know you know, so so that was like my my my, I guess answer to that question and and my sadness related to that question, in how like the way I even answered that question was you know because it's not a dead end. That was just what I wrote down. Not a dead end, and it's so sad to me that that you know obviously not in Nigeria because Nigeria being black is is the norm, um but like there are places where blackness is really truly a dead end and and the switch of that my identity makes when i'm in nigeria and when i'm in the u.s mm. oh my god oh my goodness i feel like a completely different person and not for the better not in a more free way and and like i feel like so many more uh preconceptions are placed on me when i leave you know where blackness is normal and that's just to show you how how you know it's really not a part of you know it's not it's really not an integral part of your identity unless you make it an integral part of your identity which is what mm. you know everywhere that not people of color are, are the minority that's essentially what happens you know in nigeria i don't feel i don't ever feel black i just i just feel normal i feel like fikemi you know but in the u.s oh sugar I don't know if I'm allowed to swear, but oh sugar, I feel, <laughs> I feel black as hell. <laughs> I yeah. feel black as hell in a way that I've never felt black in my entire life. And it's, it's, it felt like a breather leaving the U.S., but I, I digress. <laughs> um, I digress, you know. But yeah, that was, that was kind of what, what my reflections were, was just, you know, blackness being a dead end and how unfortunate it is that, that we really have to, to fight for for things that we honestly shouldn't have to fight for but hey our ancestors did it we can do it so i guess we move yeah yeah and i think also just comes to this i think um uniting based based on skin color is also just it's so like widely intertwined with african identity and all that stuff and i think uh, some people some people reject africanity based on the the notion of skin color but um i'll perhaps just close with this um with the closing statements um when, we, when I'm thinking about identity, like, yeah, blackness is, it, it's been made an important part of African identity. <clears throat> but um, we know, for example, that Africa is the most diverse continent on earth. 
So I, I would say that I don't want to gatekeep, for example, a white person who takes pride in, let's say, um, the Namibian identity and like, you know, I'm Namibian. It's like you have your own African experience. Yeah, although it may be different, right? And it may not be indigenous as well, but that does not make it invalid, right? Because it's still activity that's happening on, um, on the African continent. And one perfect example of this is the Swahili people. And I find the culture is really beautiful, right? Because actually, I'm going to just put this out there, right? A lot of this culture that we have today, it could not have been achieved without mixing and mingling and all this different stuff. Even Jolof, right? Literally came from Senegal, right? The Wall of Kingdom. Uh, I think it's Pemba. Don't shout! Don't shout too loud. Nigerians might be listening. <laughs> Nigerians might be listening, and I hope they are. But yeah, in my opinion, I'm sorry. It's Ghanaian. Sorry, it's a Nigerian jollof. That's the best. Okay. Yeah. Whoa! You you are you are turning some dangerous lines there. D- dangerous lines. <laughs> but yeah, Honestly, on that. My answer changes. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm in a Ghanaian household, it's Ghanaian jollof. That's the best. <laughs> no, no, no. You're right. You're right. And I, the thing is, I think. Us having these conversations, it's actually quite interesting because, first of all, the, the intricate differences, and this is important to the, the, the topic of identity anyways, because you can't really say, oh, no, this is, this is only Senegal, uh, only Senegalese can claim to this dish, right? Because, um, yeah, sure, it came from Senegal, but there have been cultural variations of that, and you get Nigerian jollof, even Liberian jollof. Um, you know, Mauritanian, Jolof as well. Like there's so many different ways. And even us Kenyans, guys, and I'm going to do a video on this later on, but something like chapati was brought from India, guys. And um, even the Sanskrit um, scripts show that it's been there for almost even 6,000 years, right? And different um, sort of kings used to like chapati. But when it came by, uh, like, you know, indentured laborers that would come to build the railway, like they brought, you know, chapatis, all this different stuff. And they essentially just, uh, we, we made it our own thing. Even like, you know, the Swahili culture, it's a mixture of Arab and Bantu culture. So for me, I think like, you know, this is the whole concept of identity. We shouldn't, for example, say invalidate someone because, uh, sorry, invalidate someone's claims to African identity just because they're white, for example. Like you might actually find like they've actually mingled and mixed with certain identities to form a new identity. And what's wrong with that? And that's my question. Like, why should we reject that? It's like, it's not that part of the beauty of the African continent is that even, for example, for example, the mixtures between certain tribes and even the Kanemburu Empire, it didn't just come out of nowhere. Like, you know, people literally just started intermixing from tribes and they formed an entire new ethnic group. Right? And I think that's the beauty of identity and, um, you know, just human interaction in general. So I think my final conclusion would probably be like, yeah, as long as you're from the African continent, like you have roots to the African continent, in forms of like uh, hard identity in terms of, let's say you had descendants from the African continent, or let's say you were born and you've lived on the African continent, um, those two together, right? Or let's say you have an African passport, like um, a passport belonging to an African country, that's sort of like hard identity. The soft identity is you just basically practicing your culture um, from uh, which, whichever part of Africa, it doesn't really matter who's practicing it because you can have your own distinct specific culture. And I think when those two come together, that's when identity is flourishing at its most. And that's probably when I'd say that's like an actualized sort of identity. And that's sort of my, my final take on this whole thing. But for Kemi, would you like to close off as well? Oh, wow. Um, the pressure. Um, I think, yeah, what, 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 what Adnan said, like, you know, identity is ever-changing. Identities are ever-forming. And, you know, no one really um, inherently gets to decide who you are besides yourself. And, you know, you should not, even though the world will always tell you who to be or who you, sh- you are, um, inherently you know who you are and you know what you want, what you identify as. However, I would say do not look down on any identity as less or or more worthy of oppression sorry to use that disgusting phrase again um as than yours you know everybody is deserving of of being allowed to be the full human being that they are and you know no identity should make another identity less or more deserving than the other um 
on the on the African identity one, you know, so we'll, we still disagree on a few things. <laughs> yeah. But I don't, I don't, that, the, the, what I just said is like my, my main thing, you know, nobody's going to tell you who, who to be except yourself and, and the world. But, you know, <laughs> the most yeah. important is yourself. Um, I still do, I still do um, encourage everyone to explore the, the um, importance of a shared struggle when it comes to identity and how that changes or adds to, you know, what, what you, you call yourself. You know, it came up a lot of times when we talked about, you know, who gets to call themselves African and, and who gets to exclude themselves from blackness. Um, you know, yeah. what, can you really exclude yourself from blackness if, if you share the struggle that black people all over the world mm-hmm. share and, and et cetera? Ooh, he, I got it. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> so I'm on the right track. Um, but yeah, that, that is... <laughs> he's like oh let's do episode part two <laughs> part two well, if you guys want um, a part two let me know <laughs> that'll be fun um, um but yeah you know that that is my main thing um and yeah black lives matter black lives will always matter have fun guys be who you yeah. are <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's right black lives matter and black lives will always matter and they have always mattered so thank you so much again, guys. Period. <laughs> period. Period. I mean, thank you guys so much. Um, it's been an amazing podcast. As usual, Pekemi is an animated guest, and we always love that here at Prior Nation. Um, <laughs> next week, we're going to be talking about uh, white savior mentality, and we're going to see if we can get some good guests for that as well. And I just hope that everyone um, has an amazing day. And without further ado, we'll see you next time.